Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Many people have asked me how I'm able to do what I do, how I have the ability to perceive people's distortion patterns and affect things on frequency level. They want to know how I got here and whether they can learn how to do it too. So in this episode, we discuss my journey to becoming who I am now, how I'm able to do what I do, some of the important lessons I've learned along the way, and what to look out for if you choose to take a similar journey, but on your own very personal, unique path. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration at the end is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. Today, in Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, we're discussing unraveling the mystery of frequency work. So this episode, we're gonna talk about unraveling the mysteries of frequency work. Mm -hmm. And really what I think I would translate that as, is unraveling the mystery of what Karen Jung does. <laughs> <laughs> and a burning question for me is, have you always done this? Or is this something that you had to work hard to, to get to? I mean, I don't know if it's a thing that you get to, but yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. So I wasn't born with this as a gift. I think that's what you're asking. Yeah. So there's some people who are born with certain gifts and they have that gift from the moment they're born and it just sort of clarifies or gets stronger as they age. Yeah. That wasn't the case for me with regards to frequency work. So um, if you'd asked me even, let's say, any time before 2018, really, uh, if I would be doing this, I would have said no because I didn't know that I could. And I wasn't, so let me just back up. So in order to do frequency work, it's not something that's learned. It's not like I learned it from someone. There's no book, there's no like outline prescribed of a method. There's, it's not that. It's simply that I cleared my frequency resonance enough that I was able to pierce the veil of forgetting and merge back into the oneness where I didn't have a sense of me or any, like I just lost that sense of me. And so I was in that space of that one and everything was frequency in that space. Okay, so if I could just pause you. Yes. Pierce the veil of forgetting. forgetting. Yeah. So can you flesh that out a little bit for me? What, what does that mean? Sure. So when you choose to come into embodiment, you all have chosen to come into embodiment, which can be a hard thing to swallow sometimes for some people because they're suffering. Okay, so whatever your experience is of the embodiment currently, you did choose to come to experience it because you as consciousness, which is what you truly are, so you as consciousness chose to have an embodied experience because the embodied experience is something very rare and it's an opportunity. Most things, like the physicists will say 99.9999999999% of everything is quote unquote nothing. Mm. And 0.000001% of everything has form. So there's more things that are not in form than there are things that are in form. So the fact that you are in form and are experiencing humanness in a form is a rare opportunity. So you as consciousness decided to have this rare opportunity of embodiment. In order to have that experience, 
you had to drop enough in frequency resonance to be able to become dense enough to be form. Okay, it's kind of like you and I have talked about before, right? When you have the rate, everything is vibrating and the rate of vibration dictates what you are. So just like water, when it's vibrating really high, it's steam. When it's vibrating slower in resonance, it becomes liquid water. When it vibrates slower, it becomes ice. So if you imagine that on a much more exponential scale, that's what it's like from consciousness, which is a very high resonating vibration or frequency resonance. And then you have to drop that frequency vibration or resonance in order to have solidity or form or what we call the human experience. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. All right. So in order to have that experience, there's basically two things that you have to agree to. Okay? And you and I have talked about this before in previous podcasts. So um, you have to agree to, uh, one, forget. So you drop through, as you drop in frequency resonance, through what is um, I call and other people call the veil of forgetting. I don't know who the other people are, but this is a term that's spoken about. Yeah. And the veil of forgetting is basically, a, it's, we call it the veil, but it's more like a frequency resonance that once you drop through that resonance, you forget that you are infinite indestructible consciousness. You start to believe that you are separate, that you are finite. Right. Okay? Yeah. That's a huge forgetting. So the second thing you uh, agree to, by the way, just in case anybody wants to know that, is you agree to linear time. Mm. Right? So if you don't understand what linear time is, then I recommend episode 80, What is Time? Or the episode on the new frequency resonance of time. I'm not going to go into it now. Yeah. But that's basically what you agree to. Okay. So... The veil of forgetting is that layer of frequency resonance where you forget that you are part of the one, that you, what you are in your true essence, that you are infinite indestructible consciousness, which is a huge, massive, massive, I can't even underscore how massive the forgetting is. Mm. So the awakening process, to me, is part of transcending that forgetting. Yeah. Transcending that belief that you are finite, that you're not really that powerful, and that you're separate. Right. So part of the awakening process is to remember or to be able to feel or perceive or be aware of you from a different higher level of perspective of from the perspective of consciousness or what I call the big S itself. Right. So in this meditation that I mentioned, I um, was in this long nine hour meditation. I didn't intend to be in it for that long, but it was that long. It was sort of like my version of a near death experience. A lot of people will talk about near-death experiences as a very awakening experience. They can be. Yeah. But we've gotten to the point in consciousness that's no longer required to have that same like physical experience in order to have that same level of awakening. Okay, it's a little bit different. Yeah. So in that nine hour meditation, it was like I went through a death of the ego. Okay, so, or not like I did, I did. There was an ego death that happened there. So it was my version of a near-death experience. In that meditation, my frequency resonance so went so high that I pierced that veil of forgetting. I went past and beyond that layer where we forget mm. that, we are sep that we are infinite indestructible consciousness. I actually pushed past it, okay? And as a result, I felt or was aware of, or whatever the verb is, of myself as consciousness as part of the one. Right. That huge oneness. And in that state, I felt, perceived, was aware of that everything was vibrating, everything was frequency, and that there was one frequency in everything, and that frequency is of the all, the one, the divine, the pure source. It's in everything. It is through us, in us, of us, around us, 
it, it is every, it's, it's, it's not separate. It's like my hand can't be separate from the rest of my body, mm-hmm. right? Same. So I really ha- had a visceral experience of that. I mean, it wasn't, I guess I'll, I'll say I knew that with every fiber of my being, except I really wasn't <clears throat> thinking of myself as having fibers at that moment. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to ask you how it felt. Yeah. yeah. So when I came back into my experience of myself as a human contained body self, the ego identity of Karen, I maintained my ability to perceive everything as, as frequency. So that same experience I had in that meditation, I could perceive that way with my eyes open here functioning in the world. Okay, wait, now you need to... Okay, so if you're sitting right now mm-hmm. looking at me, mm-hmm. you're not seeing me, you're seeing frequencies? It depends. It depends. So I'm very lucky. In order for me to perceive you, so I'm perceiving you with my eyes. Yep. Okay, so here the Karen me, I see Fiona yep. wearing what she's wearing with her hair the way it is and perceiving you as a physical package. Yep. In order for me to tap into you on frequency level, okay, which is much bigger than the you yeah. here physically, I have to f- focus a bit. So meaning it's like I'm, I have to intentionally focus on the frequency resonance that's you. Mm-hmm. It's a very fast, I mean, I just have to be aware of it. But it's, there's some people who are, for example, completely overwhelmed by what they feel. So they are bombarded all the time by what they feel. For me, I actually, it, I'm very lucky because I'm not bombarded by it. Yeah. Like I actually have to like f- focus on it for it to be there. Right. right. So I'm not being bombarded. And if I want to perceive everything on frequency, level, I can do that too, but it's not, it's not my primary operating mode. Does yeah. that make sense? When okay. I'm in humanness, in meditation, I'm completely in that. When I'm working, I'm completely in that. I'm not thinking. There's no ego. There, there is no place for me as Karen, the personality. Yeah. So, like I can't be like, and gee, I like this outcome to be this, that there's no room for that. I'm simply operating at that point, completely in the frequency realm. My attention, my focus com- is completely there. I'm not looking at, at the chairs and the people and the whatever. Almost all my focus is in that space. Which I'm imagining, which means that you don't notice the reactions or the no. feedback that you would get from the client because you're just solely working at a frequency level, yeah. which has no kind of human physicalness to it. Right, it has no emotion, it has no thought, it has none of that. Mm. It's just on spirit level. So I'm just, it's, I'm just reading the... The, the signature or the, the, the bundle of frequencies that constitute the being that is you. Okay. Yeah. So if a person's having an individ, individual frequency calibration mm-hmm. and a group frequency calibration, because they're two different things. Yes. So how do you work? How, what's the difference? Ah, yeah. So the difference is when I'm working with somebody individually, okay, so I'm tapping in. So I, what I do is I'm actually, that's why, sorry, I'm going to back up. You don't need to be physically proximate in order to do an individual individual frequency calibration. The, the old paradigm is you have to be physically proximate to the person. They put their hands on you or whatever they do, mm-hmm. okay, in order for them to do some kind of healing. Yeah. I don't work at this level of the physical body. I work at the level of frequency resonance, which creates your physical body. Your physical body is a mirror of what happens on frequency level. I work there. So Because, if I could just interrupt you, because you went beyond the veil of forgetting and that's where all that happens yes and so i could perceive what truly happens right like how the reality is created um how things function Uh on a greater level than just the physical okay and so as a result and not only was i aware of it i could change it because what happens when your frequency resonance rises enough is that you understand or you realize or are aware of or know whichever word you want that 
the reality is malleable, that you can change things, and you are co-creating. So at that level, you're aware that you can change stuff. So I can change things at frequency level. But you, ex <laughs> you have explained all that in a podcast about this co-creation, mm -hmm. manifestation, mm -hmm. um, accessibility that we can have mm -hmm. once we raise our frequency resonance. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I will not dive into that, but what I am curious about mm -hmm. is, okay, so you're working at this beyond the veil of forgetting level, mm -hmm. we'll just call it right now, yeah. and and it's directly linked to pure source? It is, it is pure source, yeah. It's at that level of pure source. Okay. So, um, so I just want to make it really clear. I don't claim that I'm like, God-like. Or pure source. Or pure source. Okay, I, I never have claimed that because mm -hmm. I'm not. Um, but I'm working at that level. So I'm working at that level of the field, at, meaning at the level of the one or the divine or the frequency level, which is where everything exists at. Everything really exists at that level. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's all physical. You're just representing something that already exists on the frequency level. So I'm going to go back to your original question of like, how do I do what I do? So essentially, I... When I'm working, I'm working at that level beyond the veil of forgetting, at that level of, of frequencies where everything is happening um, or happening at what I call spirit level. So to answer your question, what's the difference between an IFC and a GFC or an individual frequency calibration and a group frequency calibration? An individual uh, frequency calibration is when I'm scanning the field for the frequency resonance that's you. And then I work on that exclusively. Okay, mm -hmm. And then when I'm working for in a group, so whether it's a GFC, a live event, a class, whatever it is, I am, what happens is, you'll hear me often say, I'm waiting for the mastermind to gel. Yeah. Or become coherent. Coalesce. Or coalesce. Yeah. Okay. So what happens is when you guys all come together with a higher level order purpose, which is to, connect, is to become more aware of your connection only to pure source, mm -hmm. and to release those distortion patterns, your higher selves activate, essentially, and they come together as a mastermind. So they start to come into a form of coherence. They start to move smoothly as a unit, and they start to pick up much more momentum. It's almost like you imagine something very scattered in the field, yeah. that all of a sudden it starts to coalesce, and it starts to create a vortex. Right. To me, that's what it's like. Right. Okay. And that vortex has a lot of momentum. Okay. Yeah. And that's how you can work on them, on us as a group, but still impact, impact us individually? Exactly. Because you're participating in that. So because you're participating at the higher self level in that vortex, in that field that's created, what's releasing from you, okay, because we're all one. Yeah. Right. I know that sounds funny, but, and I know it's kind of, it might sound cheesy, but we all are interconnected. So as I'm working on that mastermind and the mastermind is gaining momentum, I'm working on the mastermind, but you're in it. Yeah. And so it's releasing in you individually as well as a collective. So you're working on it as the unit of the mastermind. That's right. All right. Which of course I'm in it. So I'm being impacted. Yeah. Um, so my other question was, you know, sometimes your GFCs have a title. Yes. Um, well, all of them do. Yeah. <laughs> and you're working on that particular theme. distortion pattern or yeah. theme. Yeah. So as the masterminds collecting and coalescing, mm -hmm. how does that work? How do you decide, okay, I'm going to work on this theme? Yeah, yeah. So how do I know what's, what distortion pattern to release and what order and that type of thing? Yeah. People ask me about it. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a similar thing. It's like, well... You know, otherwise you're just 
randomly working with the mastermind and just pulling out whatever's available, but, but you've got very specific focus. Yes, exactly. So yeah. you're looking for that distortion in all its faces? Is that no, it? not really. It, it presents itself to me. So mm. the mastermind has its own momentum. Yeah. So again, it's a collection of your higher self. So just like in an IFC where your I so just to be clear, when I'm working in an IFC, I'm in relationship with your your higher self. Yeah. So it's you are dictating at a higher level order what needs to be cleared first. Okay? Right. So that's priority, not your story. Your story is not priority to me. Okay. What's so priority no matter is, what I say to you on the phone, well, I really want a new car and I want you to help me get this new car. Yeah. If my higher self says, no, forget about the new car. She needs to work on scarcity. Yes. Then I mean, that's what we will work on. Got it. Similarly with the mastermind, it becomes this very highly effective um, unit that works together. And it, okay, has its own, um, it's almost like you, as you come together as a group, it becomes, it's not a separate thing, but it has its own dynamic. And it reveals to me as the collective what needs to be released. Because the mastermind, as you said, are coalescing and focusing on this particular, particular theme. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yep. Okay, so then it can reveal all the different faces of that distortion. Yep, and in what order. Oh, yes, yeah. exactly. And so, you know, many people write in saying, I felt like you were talking to me mm. in that GFC or deep dive or live event or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was really powerful. It's like, how did you know that I was thinking that? It's not like because you were part of this mastermind. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a reflection of all of you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have another question that's mm -hmm. kind of related to all the work that you're doing. You know, in psychotherapy, psychodrama counseling, you always have to have another person outside that you can uh, process with, right? Mm -hmm. So that you can maintain your neutrality, unbiased judgment, because we're all human, mm -hmm. right? So even in that field, they have to have a place they can go to to sort of clean themselves. Okay. So you're working with all these distortions and mm -hmm. all of us, like, mm -hmm. and thousands of clients. Mm -hmm. So how do you know that? Like, do you get contaminated? Oh, that's a really good question. Even get to that nine-hour meditation when I had that experience mm -hmm. that I talked to you about, mm -hmm. I had to clean up my own distortion, okay? So I wasn't planning on having that experience. Right. My, my focus when I was doing frequency work at that time was simply to clear my patterns. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a particular outcome. I just knew that I didn't want to experience life the way I was experiencing it. Yeah. It kind of sucked. I mean, it was abundant in certain ways and very scarce in others. It was free in some ways, but had a lot of fear in others. And I was just like, this sucks. Mm. So I was clearing the distortion patterns that I knew were there, which were causing certain things in my life to repeat over and over. Yeah. I didn't have an end goal. You know, mm. I didn't want to have abilities. I didn't want to be awake. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, that wasn't, I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. I was just like, let's just clarify myself. And as I did that, I was like, oh, well, what else is possible? As I started to pick up speed and started to clarify more and more. Yeah. Okay. So I ended up having that nine-hour experience. And as a result, I mean, it was a result of a lot of clearing. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like being aware of my own patterns, seeing them, confirming the removal, like going, you know what I mean? Like going, what I would call going through the fire, right? Yeah. You have like just a different, like deeper and deeper layers of surrender mm -hmm. to get to even that, my version of the experience of a near death. Okay? Yeah. So it wasn't like I instant on okay? So it's like some people have that, I think. That was not my experience. Right. I had to do the work to get there. Yeah. So at a certain level, what I've noticed in my own journey. So at the beginning, I would, because I, I have, even at the beginning of my journey, I tend to be intuitive, right? Mm -hmm. So I had, I had, I could feel things. It's not like I was just like completely clueless. I mean, I felt certain things. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a lot of the same level of awareness and all this sort of stuff I have now. And the other thing that I didn't have 
at the beginning was internal strength. Yeah. Meaning often to feel things, in order to feel different things around me, especially if it was in the mystical, I would um, not be centered in my body. Meaning I'd go up and out of my body and go into the feeling of that thing. I yeah. kind of like go move into it. I wouldn't maintain my own center. Mm -hmm. So as a result, I was much more unstable. Okay, I, I got... I was very impacted by other people's stresses, emotions, urgencies, whatever. Right. Because I wasn't centered in my body. I was always up feeling and out feeling everything else. Mm -hmm. So with frequency, what work, what happened is I internally stabilized. And I'm going to get to your point about how do you know that you're not contaminated. Part of the process of raising your frequency resonance is to become internally strong. So as that happens, it's almost like your field just gets more, um, I'm going to say solid, but it's not. It's bright. So it's sort of like light that gets so clear, it looks solid. Right. It's not solidity itself, yes. but it's just like a level of clarity. And as a result, things don't come into your field as easily. So that contamination that you talk about yeah. at a certain level stops being there. And it happens for you know clients. It doesn't have to be just need. You yeah, don't have yeah, to have yeah. the nine-hour experience and have abilities and do the work in order to have that. You can just do it just by releasing distortion and internally strengthening. Yeah. So what's happened with me is when my abilities came in with, that was just the beginning, that nine hour meditation. And of course, my abilities have gotten stronger because I continue, because of the person I am, continue to rise in my frequency resonance because I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm clarifying myself, clarifying myself, keep yeah. doing that. As your frequency resonance rises, that stuff doesn't impact you because when I work on people, I have to really hold my space, right? So a lot of people ask, well, aren't you part of the mastermind? No, I'm not part of the mastermind at all. I'm guiding the mastermind. I'm holding my resonance at a certain point so certain things can happen. I'm releasing distortion, but I am not part of that mastermind. Okay? Mm. People always think I'm part of the mastermind. I'm not. Mm. So as a result, the distortions are not, um, they don't um, weigh me down because they don't come into my field. Yes. I'm not merging with all of you to then clear what's within you. There's no merging. That happens. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so when you talk about the stability and the, and the wobbling, because there's a lot of people I know that meet this work, frequency mm -hmm. work, because they have come from a path that they were born with some gifts or they happened upon them yeah, through um, medical, um, herbal medicine and things like that, mm -hmm. you know, medicinal mushrooms and whatnot, mm -hmm. right? And they tap into this gift and then they kind of get a little bit scattered and wonky mm -hmm. things start to happen. And mm -hmm. it's not just a wobble anymore. There's other things that are coming into their field. And mm -hmm. so... I'm kind of wondering then, if you're at that resonance where you've done all the clearing, so you're you're basically saying that you're you're bright enough that it scares off that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's not even scares off. It's just that they they bounce off of the field that's you. It's like right. doing. They try to come in it's like doing. You know what I mean? They just hit a kid a wall. Yeah. Okay. And um, as I've gotten stronger, it's like at the beginning, that was something when I was, for example, releasing an entity for somebody else. Yeah. I could only, um, if the entity was too strong, I would be aware of it, uh, right? Because we all have different amount of power, right? Yeah. A different level of frequency resonance. And I would know, especially when I started, I'd be like, uh-oh, I'm a little bit out of my league here. You know, like, I, like some of yeah. these entities are very powerful. Yeah. And so when I started, I could remove them, but like just barely, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, <laughs> you know, like a real push, right, yeah. to get them out. Yeah. But because my frequency resonance continues to rise, it's like I start to outpace a lot of that sort of darker stuff. Right. So easier for me to release them. Makes sense. 
Okay, so, right, so I'm working, I'm doing mm. the frequency work, I'm yep. getting stronger, more stable, I'm getting brighter, and then I think I'm going to begin helping people. Let's just say that's my calling. Okay. It's not, but let's just say, <laughs> okay. how do I know if I have an entity in me or not? Oh, that's a really good question. It's hard to tell, actually. Well, it, it can be hard for the person who it's in to tell, okay, because they're they're possessed. Yeah. But here are some signs that you can look for in yeah. case it's helpful. Yeah. So one is that you start to feel a sense of heaviness. Okay. So there's a sense of heaviness. There's more chaos and drama that enters your life. Yeah. Your physical life starts to get messy. Relationships break down, not in a healthy way. Meaning, you know, like sometimes when you do frequency work and you clarify relationships that don't serve you, leave. Mm. When you have an entity in you, relationships that do not serve you come in. Uh, okay, they start to appear more and more. Mm -hmm. um, there's also delusions of grandeur, I've noticed. Like right. people start to get a little bit arrogant and they start to feel like, like they're invincible and there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. So I feel like somebody who truly is on this path where your frequency resonance is rising, you're always learning, you're always improving, you're always scanning to see how clear you are. Like mm. you're aware of all that. Mm. But I've noticed if there's an entity present, there's none of that awareness mm. because it's that overinflated sense of ego. You know, they feed the ego. So you're just like, I'm all that. It's like, I'm really that strong. I'm really that, you know, the, I'm really that clear. I'm really that awake. I have all these special abilities. You know, I can do all that. No, you know what I mean? It's like you get this oh. weird sense of self-entitlement, self-aggrandizement yeah. that is not actually clear. It's, it's uh, fed by energy. I have energy. A, a good example of that in my family that... Um, but, and they have gifts. Yes, They absolutely. really have gifts, but they, yeah, it's not clear, it's not clean. Mm -hmm. And like you say, there's these subtle little behaviors that would indicate, like there's, there, there's kind of an expectation of gratitude, mm -hmm. an expectation of um, putting them up on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. you know? It's very slight and subtle, but there is that. Whereas somebody like yourself, mm -hmm. you're constantly reminding us of your humanness. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. That's my control freak oh, yeah. rising or that. I mean, I know it's not all the time. Yeah. But, you know, and you, you openly discuss it. I would never see that in somebody, like you say, that maybe isn't aligned with pure source. Yeah, Let's just say that way. Yeah, mm. exactly. Also, their physical bodies start to break down. They start oh. to have physical um, symptoms. Um, you also may need... Um, people to need you, okay? Mm -hmm. So it's not like this is a, you have to, this is an inclusive list that if you've checked all these boxes, then yes, you're possessed by an entity. Yeah. It's more like these are signs. Any of these are signs that you could be possessed. Yeah. Um, the other thing um, uh, could be that <laughs> a desire to proclaim to everyone what your power is. Mm. I've noticed that happens a lot. Yeah. You know, it's like, I have these gifts, I have these abilities, and then I am right. Oh. There's no inclusiveness. I've noticed that too. It's weird. Like the entities like want to like, um, will sometimes like, uh, like cut off like other modalities or other, you know what I mean? It's like they're in exclusion the one way. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it stops other things from trying to get them out really. Yeah. Where it's just sort of like, I am like the savior type, you know, yeah. or, you know, nothing else works as well as me or like I am the one path or whatever it is. Yeah. That's often a sign, not always, but often can be a sign that there's an entity present. And why? Because the entity that's in the person, especially if the person is able to tap into other people, mm -hmm. they want to draw on the power, like the feed on the life force of other people. So they're using that person as like the spoke in the wheel to get to other people. Yeah. And they want to cut off 
any access that those people have to anything else. They want exclusive rights okay. you know, to that person. So if this is like the one path, I, this is the only way, you don't need anybody else, everyone else is irrelevant, then I would be very suspect about yeah. that. Because honestly, I mean, you can be helped by different kinds of people. You don't have to, everyone has to be at the same clarity as you. You know what I mean? They'll often say like, this person's unclean or whatever. It's just kind of interesting. You know what I mean? They try to keep you isolated. Yeah. And so I'd be aware of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah because you often recommend other people as well. I've noticed that. Yeah. It? So, all right. So we know that you're safe. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't exhibited any of the signs so yeah, far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I've noticed in others anyway. Let's yeah. just say I do notice these things about myself. Yeah. So can I get rid of this by myself? Is it a method or... Or is it, does it help to find somebody like you or others that are at yeah, the same level? level? Yeah, it's helpful to have somebody else do it. It's right. very difficult to do on your own mm. because the entity starts enmeshing you. Yeah. It's very difficult. Um, I'm not saying we won't ever get to the point that you can do it on your own. Yeah. You know, I'm always very aspirational. As we clear as a consciousness, consciousness rises. Can you be able to do this on your own? My hope is yes. Yeah. You know, as we clarify. And um, I'm not certainly saying that I'm the only one who does this. Yes. Um, but uh, for now, the way consciousness is and the level that most people are at, they cannot do it on their own. They need someone else to come in and take it out. All right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Good to know. Yeah. And my one last question. Mm. So where does this go from here? I'm assuming for what you're saying, mm. consciousness rising, our own frequency resonance rising as a collective, we rise. What's next? I mean, that's me. You know, I want to see what's over the hill. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going for? for you know? Yeah. So what you're going for is, at least from my perspective, is what we were moving towards. And it's an infinite movement, okay? Mm -hmm. It's not like you get to a certain point and you're like, and done, sorted, check. Yeah. <laughs> we are complete now. Yeah. We're going to exit. It's, Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the things that you can start to, one of the many things you can start to experience first of all, is like more ease, more synchronicity. And mm -hmm. we're going to talk about this in another episode, I think called The Magic of Frequency Work or something like this, yeah. um, where we will delve into what is the experience of frequency work as it starts to clarify. Because, you know, when you begin, it's kind of mucky, yeah. right? You are releasing distortion patterns. It seems like a lot. It's heavy. Everything's reorganizing around you very quickly, you know, meaning like, um, relationships can drop away from you, new jobs come in, old jobs left. You know what I mean? It's a lot of flux that happens yeah. as things clarify. So it can seem like, whoa, this is a lot I got to deal with. And as you start to get to this point where you're clearer and clearer, what happens is that you start to be able to experience and celebrate your humanness. Yeah. You start to experience yourself as consciousness having this amazing, glorious experience of humanness, which is messy and intense and emotional and seems like overwhelming sometimes, but that becomes glorious in a way mm -hmm. because you're getting to have it. So it's supposed to being like pummeled by life where it just sucks and you're like, Bleh. you start to see it from a very different perspective. And we start to come into the brilliance of who we are. We start to recognize the divinity within ourselves. We start to be able to, and this is what the whole Living Your Brilliance program is about. Mm. It's cultivating the, the divine within, mm. the aspect of you that you as big as self you associated with spirit, like really amplifying that. So mm. you feel it within yourself. So when you start to do that, you start to do something else. You start to be able to access the present moment and the eternal now, 
which um, if you don't know all that, again, watch episode 80 of What is Time? And that's when magic starts to happen, like flow, synchronicity, opportunity, all this sort of stuff starts to open and creation manifestation just, it's like, it becomes this beautiful game, you know? Yeah. It's actually really fun. And like I said, you, you move away from the fear, the victim, all that stuff. Does it pop up once in a while? Yes, of course, you're human, right? It's part of the growth process. And for the most part, that's not your experience. Your experience is something quite different. Mm. So to me, that's what we're moving into. And it starts to become even more than that, which we talk about and experience in the Limitless Potential Mastermind. We really move into the cutting edge of what we're able to do as consciousness. And it gets kind of wild out there, you know, just in terms of what we're able to do. Is that the area that you're discussing about the light spectrum full? I can't get that Yeah, title. the full spectrum light technology. Ah, so is that kind of what you're hinting at? Yeah, so the full spectrum light technology we um, use in Living Your Brilliance. Mm -hmm. And we use it a lot in the Limitless Potential Mastermind. And the Limitless Potential Mastermind is, is a very special program. And it's um, where you, where, I mean, it's a very exclusive group of nine actually, these groups of nine, and we use the momentum of the mastermind, which is tremendous, to release the distortion patterns in each person. Because some people get really stuck. Mm. They don't have enough momentum. They don't have enough spirit mass on their own to like break past those heavier distortion patterns. Like, I keep getting stuck in scarcity. I keep getting stuck in overeating. I keep getting stuck in um, this aspect of my relationship where I'm disempowered. I, I can't, because they don't have enough of their own momentum. When you start to use the momentum of this mastermind that comes together in the limitless potential mastermind is extraordinarily fast. And people just change so much in, in that program. It's really spectacular. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Thank you for clarifying that. For those of you who are new, we're about to start the group frequency calibration or GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down, or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. Please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay. Here we go. Welcome everyone to the group Frequency Calibration for Unraveling the Mystery of Frequency Work. So the intention of this particular uh, group Frequency Calibration is to help you clarify so that even if you're not trying to get a particular outcome or you think your outcome is different, as you clarify what serves you to the highest order is more likely to come in. Okay, so here we go. Settling in. Becoming aware of your body. 
And as you become aware of your body, becoming aware of your entire back body. So from the crown of your head, all the way down the back of your head, the back of your neck, your entire back body, including your arms along the torso, over your butt, the backs of your hips, the backs of your legs, all the way down to the base of your heels. So just noticing the entire back body. Noticing the finer details, like all the pores on the in the skin, on the back body, the stretch of the skin. If it's cool or warm, what it's touching. Mm-hmm. Good. And now please become aware of your breath. Just noticing it at first, without doing anything to it, just notice how your breath is in this moment. Noticing if you have a desire to change your breath or have it be different from whatever it is right now. Then after a couple of breaths of noticing your breath, allowing your breath to sink further into your body, to become slower. More at ease. And now if you can imagine your breath starting to expand and contract around you like a balloon. As you exhale and inhale. Being aware of it, expanding and contracting in all directions around you. Good. Building spherical awareness. And now, please become aware of your surroundings. Noticing the soundscape around you and the relative direction from which those sounds are coming. So in the soundscape, noticing which sounds are close to you and in what direction. So for example, noticing the whirring of the fan close above your head. 
And then a little further off to the right, the rustling of the wind in the trees. And further away, traffic off in the distance to your right and a little bit to the back. So whatever it is for you, noticing the soundscape around you. Yeah. And then blinking your eyes open, noticing the quality of the light. You're not looking at anything particular, you're just looking and noticing the quality of the light. And after you've become aware of the light, please keep your eyes open and triangulate. So for those of you who are new, triangulation simply means to become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. And then to become aware of the distance between each object and you, and then feel that distance. So for example, if object A is the dresser and it's about six foot feet to you, you would notice that the space between the dresser and you is about six feet. And then you would feel that distance. And you would do the same thing for objects B and C. And as you do that, what you'll find is that your sense of where you are in space becomes more present, more clear, and more focused for you. And whenever you finished triangulating, blinking your eyes closed, and bringing your attention to the space between your xiphoid process and your heart space. So your heart space is right in the center of your chest in your nipple line. Your xiphoid process is that place right underneath the base of your sternum, okay, where it gets a little tender when you press in it. So your sternum is that big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So if you were to trace your sternum from the hollow of your throat all the way down, right where it goes from bone to flesh, that fleshy point, if you press on it, is a little tender. That's your xiphoid process. So being aware of the space between your xiphoid process and your heart space. Bringing your hand, your fingers here, as we take a nice deep breath together, inhaling, holding your breath, 
for a count of four. And then whenever you finish that four count, releasing your breath at the speed and intensity you prefer, holding your breath out for a count of six. And after you finished that one long breath, keeping your attention still in the same space, between the heart space and the xiphoid process, breathing normally. And what we're doing is we're waiting for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. And as we do that, for those of you who are new, please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level that sometimes I work in silence. So if I'm working with very high frequencies and the mastermind is moving fast, I tend to work more and more in silence because if I were to make physical sound, that would only re reduce the frequency resonance, which doesn't benefit you. I also do make physical sound. So you might hear me yawn or hum or exhale sharply. And that's just how I release some of the heavier, stickier distortion patterns. Not always, but often. And if I say something that you really resist, it's likely a distortion pattern that you run. And if I say something that really resonates with you, it's also likely a distortion pattern that you run. So I suggest remaining open, curious, and to examine further. Now that the mastermind has come into coherence, bringing your attention to the heart space in addition to the back of the neck. If you can go ahead and ask yourself the question, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question again, for those of you who are new, is how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this surprisingly vast space. Imagining or becoming aware of a brilliance at its very core that gets brighter and brighter because you have your attention on it. And as it brightens, it naturally expands out through all of your cells, your organs, out through your bones and your muscles. 
expanding further out through your flesh and out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Becoming very aware of the brilliance within the sphere. And now, please become aware of the space all around the, the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm pulling your frequency resonance up, irrespective of where it began. How high your frequency resonance is dictates everything from what your life looks like, how you feel about it, how much momentum you have or you perceive in your spiritual and personal journey, and your ability to manifest. So this is one of the most important things that we do together. Yeah, keeping your attention in that heart space. So part of what is required to clarify the essence that's you is for you to... Um, be accepting of all of you, okay, including your embodiment, which will then allow you to come further into the zero point, which then gives more momentum to the clarification that we're beginning today. So if you don't know what the zero point is, I do recommend watching episode 151. So what we're doing here, the first distortion pattern we're releasing okay, is the resistance to the embodiment. Now, for a large subgroup, it's just it's an emotional resistance, okay? Because, you know, being embodied can be hard. There's often suffering associated with it, discomfort, loss, a whole bunch of different things. Okay, so there's resistance to all that emotion. Okay, for another smaller subgroup, there's resistance to it on the physical level because okay, it's associated with pain or things that you don't like. It can also be associated with pleasure, but for this small little subgroup, it's not. right? So there's a resistance um, to being fully in the body, present in the moment. And for some of you, you have too many thoughts and being present in the moment is associated with thinking too much. Although if you were truly present in the moment, you would notice that your thoughts dissolved or at least the space between them gets bigger. So let's release this, okay? It doesn't really matter which subgroup you're in, but releasing this resistance is important 
so you can move your way into or entrain more easily to the zero point of space and time, which will help you clarify at a much, much greater rate. Good. Imagining that same brilliance from deep within starting to expand outwards through your very center all the way out in all directions around you. And if you could bring your attention now, please, to the back of your neck and the front of your throat. So, you know, as much as we can want change, it can be hard for us to release our attachment to what's known, even if they are limiting beliefs or stories or excuses or um, the reasons why things can't change or whatever the thing is, okay? So releasing this attachment to all of these things that you feel have defined you in the past and even now. So releasing this, okay, this is, for many of you, this is a number of layers. So we're releasing a chunk of it, let's just say. Imagining a very beautiful, brilliant, deep, deep, deep blue that expands from the center view all the way out in all directions. Really good. Excellent. Bring your attention now, please, to that xiphoid process right at the base of that sternum and about three inches or seven centimeters directly beneath it in a straight line down towards the belly button. 
So what we're doing is we're clearing out your pain body because your pain body has a memory of you before all this frequency work was done, which makes integration hard because you keep bumping up against the memory held by your pain body. So this just takes a couple of seconds to clear, but it helps to smooth out integration. Good. This brings us to the end of this group frequency calibration. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support. If you'd like an opportunity to ask me questions in real time, then subscribe to the Spherical Luminosity YouTube channel and click the reminder bell to be notified when I'm about to go on live. For the latest news about upcoming events and to be notified when sessions with me are released, subscribe to our newsletter. Join us and let's rise together.